0: Hi guys! Today on our third episode of Unraveling Advent, we are chatting about one thing that everybody needs but doesn't always feel comfortable pursuing, therapy. Lisa Gormley of the Catholic Therapist is a licensed professional counselor. Her Catholic faith and devotion to our Lord is at the core of her work, whether that's verbalized in sessions or not. Today's episode dives into family, relationships, therapy, and why sometimes the holidays can bring about all the feels. And that's okay, because sometimes we need to unravel ourselves a bit to step into our true selves and heal from our wounds. Welcome to Unraveled Podcast. I'm Bridget. And I'm Mackenzie. This is the place where we unravel all the things on our hearts. Laughter, tears,
1: and real talk are all invited. Here we go. Hi, Lisa. Hi, guys. How are you? We're great. Thank you. Um, you guys, we have an awesome guest today. Her name is Lisa Gormley, and she has the account The Catholic Therapist on Instagram. She is a licensed professional counselor working as a part of a private practice in Cleveland, Ohio, serving a wide range of clients anywhere from five to late adulthood. Lisa utilizes an eclectic set of therapy techniques cognitive behavioral therapy, person centered motivational interviewing, and art based techniques. Although Lisa sees clients from all backgrounds and faith, her Catholic faith and devotion to our Lord is at the core of her work, whether that's verbalized or not. Although Lisa is bound to the state of Ohio in her practice of therapy, she hopes to utilize her Instagram platform and blog to increase awareness and dive into the intersect of faith and therapy. She also has a husband of two years, a 17-month-old son, and a daughter due this January. Her main goals, especially as a new mom, include to focus on motherhood, femininity, and virtue in her future practice and training. Welcome, Lisa.
0: Thanks so much for having me. Thanks, Lisa.
1: Yes, thanks so much. Okay
0: thing we wanted to open with is um, so we're we're kind of focusing the next couple of weeks on Advent. And one thing we wanted to talk to you about is sometimes this season isn't always like totally joyful um, in terms of having to reconnect with family that we're not always maybe close with. Um, and we wanted to ask you, like how does um, your Catholic faith, during this time of the Advent season, the Christmas season, how does the Catholic faith inform your practice and kind of how you guide people through these holiday months that can sometimes be difficult?
2: Sure. And you're absolutely right. You know, holidays as cheerful and exciting as they can be, um, especially in the therapy world, we have to be so mindful of the other impacts like the adverse experiences and family histories and Um, you know, really complicated dynamics um, of, you know, people's experiences. And um, with that, you know, typically we see either people that are doing pretty well tend to like back away from therapy and people that, um, you know, struggle during the holidays. This is kind of like their time where they're leaning into it more. And the way I approach it is the same whether, um, and, and, and in the intro kind of, you know, talks about like whether I use words or not, my faith is in the background. And I probably use the same techniques with someone that's, you know, practicing Catholic or um, Jewish, even, or, um, you know, any other Christian denomination. And that, especially going into the holidays, is that there's an emphasis on responsibility, in my opinion. And with that responsibility um, comes freedom. And oftentimes we think that responsibility just brings on pressure and stress, but responsibility brings control and when control is you know pursued in a healthy way um, you know like taking control of ourselves our actions our behaviors um, and we take responsibility of those things specifically when interacting with our family and all of the other dynamics of getting together and especially complicated with this year Um, but ultimately if done well and done in a healthy functional way bringing people so much freedom so that's kind of the therapeutic perspective that i bring when uh, working with clients you know in it's kind of like october through january is just you know it's like the big holiday time and, and the sun is you know not as present and it's getting colder so that's kind of like the basic overlay if that answers your question of you know the approach that i take um and it gets so much more dynamic and complex than that but that's kind of the the cliff note
1: when you say that, Lisa, res- like personal responsibility, is that kind of just like we can only be in charge of our own actions sort of yes, when we yes. go into these holidays? Okay.
2: Absolutely, which I think is what our faith calls us to do. Um, and, I, and I say that it brings freedom because I want it to bring a relief to people, um, you know, that the responsibility that we can only control ourselves, we can only control our own actions and words. Um, and especially, you know, if, if people find themselves um, anxious, for example, or kind of dreading a certain experience, it's because a part of you knows what you're probably going to expect. So we can, you know, instead of fueling dread, we can really use that to empower us. Um, and honestly, I, I really harp on, you know, the, um, the idea that we are in the image of God. Um, and so we are independent, autonomous creatures with free will. And so you know, if I were to be seeing someone Catholic and for all the Catholic listeners, um, that's so important to leverage in your you know interactions with other people and how you're connecting with family and how you're connecting with friends um, despite possibly you know some adverse experiences that you have with them or um, you know troubles that might be lying ahead. Um, just kind of that overall, like, oh, I really, I really don't know if I want to go see family or we're going to do a Zoom call this time, um, you know, whatever the the conflicts um, that might be there. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. I think that, you know, it's, it's definitely personal responsibility for sure.
0: It's so cool that to hear you say that, Lisa, because um, recently um, I've, like, kind of wor- been working on a, like better relationship with my dad and my parents are divorced. And, um, I'm part of a Catholic ministry, um, in my diocese that kind of like works as a support group for adult children of divorce, um, to kind of like mend and heal that view of, family and, and parenthood. And so I've noticed myself that like going into this like Christmas season, although it's like a beautiful time, it also can feel like walking on eggshells because you're entering you first of all, you're managing your own family, your growing family, like all three of us have our own like new kind of families. And then we're trying to kind of weave that into a previous family um, our family of origin and that can be so tricky even if there's no like issues from the past or divorce or anything um, it can be hard to tell the other family, whether it's your in-laws or your parents, like, hey, like we're doing we're doing Christmas Day with this side of the family. And so I think that this is part of partially a universal struggle that everyone has, even if there's no major, um, you know, family of origin issues. Um, it can still be hard to kind of manage this time of year.
2: 100 percent there doesn't have to be i mean there there is a lot of you know trauma that exists in people's lives and particularly if you have you know family dynamic issues or family of origin issues like you said from the get-go um sadly the holidays are usually where a lot of that trauma lies um you know for whatever reason if you imagine you know a child that might have um, really adverse experiences with their parents, whether it be abuse or neglect, um, you can imagine that the expectations for that child are so high on the holidays, right? And expecting, um, you know, certain experiences or, you know, even just expecting gifts and and all that, you know, Christmas brings. It, it just kind of is very highlighted when um, on these like bigger moments, these bigger holidays. So, you know, even if, you um, Nothing particularly um, much bigger than normal, you know, um, the child experiences. It's just kind of that ingrained memory of that more important special holiday, especially, you know, looking around and comparing yourself to other families and um, other parents and and things like that. But Mm -hmm. um, I think in general, you know, Bridget, you're absolutely right that um, the holidays just universally impact people in so many different ways, whether they have these more Severe traumas or not. Um, you know, I see perfectly healthy families mm-hmm. that love each other very much. And yet, during the holidays, even things as simple as figuring out gift giving and where we're going to go and whose house we're going to go to first and how much time we're going to spend and when we're leaving and are we coming late and what we're bringing, all those things just really in a sense just drive people crazy like it really gets to them i'm sure you guys know especially with little kids it becomes so much more complicated
1: oh yeah totally that's nice to hear that even quote unquote normal families go through that because it's so funny how a family can seem fine and healthy on the outside but you're right always in the holidays, stuff just naturally comes up and it must be just the different personalities different ways of being raised just coming together. That's a hard thing.
2: Right, all under one roof at the end of a very stressful year
0: anyway. Absolutely.
1: So Lisa, when we're thinking of Advent and you know, you're a Catholic therapist, all the beautiful sacraments were offered, especially during Advent with confession. Sometimes I feel like it's a therapy session. How would you differentiate therapy, and spiritual direction, and confession. So
2: they're two very different and yet similar um, experiences. And my mom gave the most, someone that um, is very new to therapy, like I still kind of have to, you know, really explain what the process of therapy is. And she's very open to it, but it's just been something that she's been learning. And she made this observation that therapy works um, because of How it sort of mirrors the experience and revitalization and cleansing of the sacrament of reconciliation. And reconciliation is so effective not only because it's inherent sacramental cleansing, but also because it mimics that therapy session too. And I thought that was such a beautiful way of looking at it. You know, not that I see myself in any way, shape, or form as, you know, a a priest hearing confession, but we go to confession because we want healing and we go to therapy because we want healing. And these are two totally different types of healing, but so necessary and so important. Um, but to differentiate the two of them, um, one, we have to really understand as Catholics, the sacramental nature of reconciliation and the true um, you know, presence of Christ working through the priest. And although I feel that the Holy Spirit moves me, I do not have that kind of um, you know, power, I wish like that would be so cool, so beautiful, but just not something that, um, you know, is in my, my vocation or in my practice. But, um, in terms of, you know, your, your original question, um, Mackenzie, can you ask the second part of it again?
1: I was just saying how confession feels like a therapy session, but there has to be a difference. Like we both enjoy spiritual direction, Bridget and I, but also therapy is necessary too. I, I think everybody needs therapy at some point in their life, and I'm sure you definitely think that. So I was mm-hmm. just wondering what the difference maybe yes. you could give like our listeners like maybe you need therapy if this or spiritual direction for this Absolutely. Or both.
2: yes yeah. Yes. I, and I think that the part that most people are referring to when they make the comparison between um, you know, reconciliation or, you know, with, with reconciliation, it's a little bit more specific on the difference, obviously, because there's that, you know, sacramental cleansing and forgiveness. Um, but I think that at the end, when we're usually being given our penance, and it depends on who you go to, I've had very quick, you know, (laughs) here's what I'd like you to do and, and be on your way. And I've had priests that really like sit there and actually talk through things with you. If, if, you know, the particular struggles that you're having, um, and spiritual direction, which that's kind of, you know, they're providing you with spiritual direction. And you might see a spiritual director and you really just go in for an hour to talk to them solely about that. Um, the, the Let's say the, the client, we'll call them, um, you're listening and consuming spiritual direction most of the mm-hmm. time. Uh, while you're processing things in general or you're sharing things. You're, I, I should say you're sharing things and not processing things and you're listening more. In therapy, you're processing and you are sharing more than you are hearing. Mm -hmm. So, therapy really shouldn't be about advisement um, at all. I don't advise people, I don't tell them what to do. I may provide prompts, I may provide options, but it's really about um, exploration. Mm -hmm. Um, And you should be talking the most. You know, if you've ever been to therapy, like it's sometimes uncomfortable how much you're talking and not hearing about your therapist like they're not saying oh my gosh me too this one yeah. time or this is those what are... I think you should do so mm-hmm. in that way those are kind of the more um, obvious differences and to answer your question about how you know you need therapy versus how you need spiritual direction you always need both Wow, you need both wow. Wow. Um, and and while you might have it's important to recognize that even a Catholic therapist is not a spiritual director mm-hmm. And people will, you know, people will message me or, um, you know, contact me and say, like, um, I've, I've been looking for a Catholic therapist. Um, can you see me? And I do my best to try to help them find a Catholic therapist. But I remind them that I absolutely understand why you'd like to see a Catholic therapist, especially depending on the type of issues that you have. Um However, you can have a really good therapist that's really good at being unbiased and objective and then also have a spiritual director to help you with some of the more spiritual attacks mm-hmm. um, and not confusing the two. And I'm sure you guys know that a lot of times the church has perceived um, all mental illness as just a spiritual attack. Um, and I think that that's unfortunate because yeah. it's really doing a disservice to people that have you know, clinical um, diagnosable issues going or on or
1: severe trauma that they've never maybe dealt with. That can't always be an attack. Right. 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 adult Issues. I've gone to therapy. I've had spiritual direction. And mm-hmm. I, yes. I think I forgot until you said it, that makes so much sense. You, you want the answer. You want the therapist to tell you the answer. And I remember feeling like, okay, what else do you want me to say? Right. I don't know. And then spiritual direction, you get a lot of hard work to do. So that's cool. Wow. Time to get a new therapist.
2: you might have to more than one i have had four myself so i am no stranger to you know finding the good fit and different therapists might be helpful in different seasons of life um in the same way that you know whenever we hear someone say oh confession is just so scary this this priest said this to me it was so mean and unkind um that's not the sacrament that just might be the human being that's that's behind there that's imperfect right. and and sinful and it's it's so important not to blanket statement you know the actual sacrament itself and i say the same thing about therapy and i'm sure that i've had a crappy session or two where people often thought like oh gosh that is not the right fit for me and you know what
0: i'm human it's going to happen i recently just had a book club actually um a book club experience where we were reading the um Oh my gosh! What was the book called? Um, Boundaries in Marriage, yes, which Ken told me about, and then our book club ended up reading it, and um, it just sparked as as all good book clubs that have wine do. It it sparked <laughs> personal conversations that had nothing to do with the book. But um, we ended up talking about our own like personal marriage journeys. And I I shared with the group that like Johnny and I had been to marriage counseling before and it was a Catholic therapist. And I just talked about like how beautiful of an experience it was. And I was joking with Mackenzie that by the end of the um, book club, I had multiple like separate text messages from different girls in the group at the end saying, Hey, can you text me the number of that therapist that you talked about? And it was all like very private, very separate. Like they probably all didn't know that they had texted me, but I thought like, wow, like that's really interesting to me that like, you know, we all think that we're the only ones that need help, but really it's like all of us need that help in, in different seasons of our relationships and even ourselves. And when I think back to that time that, you know, Johnny had just gotten back from deployment, we were very newly married. We had a lot of communication issues because we had just gotten married and then he left for deployment. And so, um, I think back to the woman that helped us through that time and I just have so much gratitude. And so because of the gratitude I have, I have tried to be very open, very vulnerable with that experience that we had because I want that for other people. And I want them to know that there's nothing wrong with you because you and your partner need that time together to talk to some a third party that can hear you guys out. I mean it was so beautiful like I mean Johnny was literally in tissues every time like crying and just like sharing things that had nothing to do even with us like sometimes it had to do with our past and our our experiences as children and what our parents did and it was just it was so eye opening and so beautiful so um I just think it's really cool to like explore that, even just that basic concept of all of us, regardless of big trauma or anything, we have to address our mental health, especially during these times.
2: Yes. Amen. And and proactively, kind of like you said, you know, I, I a lot of times it's interesting that, you know, the the women came up to you kind of privately, right? And people do that. Um, All the time to me, they might say, I need to talk to you about something. They're kind of whispering and not, not to suggest that you have to like be talking about it so open, but it just kind of speaks to, you know, the, um, kind of the still like the stigma that still lies around, you know, counseling and, um, People, you know, ask me all the time, like, well, when's the right time to go to couples counseling? And I'm like, anytime, absolutely Mm -hmm. anytime. It's like getting into a car and putting on a seatbelt and someone being like, oh my, why are you wearing a seatbelt? Are you planning on getting into a car accident? Well, no, but it's possible. And I also just want to be safe and be prepared and, and drive less anxiously, right? Like drive more comfortably. Um, and that book is so good. And in fact, the I was going to recommend it's just Boundaries um, by the same authors.
1: Oh my gosh. Um,
2: that is a little bit more like broad range for the audience, um, especially upcoming with holidays and everything. But it's called Boundaries, When to Say Yes, When to Say No to Take Control of Your Life. Um, and it's by Henry Cloud and John Townsend. And they do have boundaries for marriage, too. Um, but such good books. And they just have so much rich content to apply directly to your life. And it goes back to what I mentioned, in the you know, in the beginning, it's taking control of your life and taking ownership, whether that's individually within your marriage, both. Um, but yeah, it's such all good stuff and such a blessing, Bridget, that you're willing to be so vulnerable about that. Because I mean, people hearing it are, are going to feel a sigh of relief, like, oh, my gosh, okay, it's not just me.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like in it like in the moment, like I feel like there were only certain people that I had the bravery to tell. Like, I mean, I told Mackenzie, I told like my mom, you know, like people that were close in my life I was okay sharing with. But I think like there's some quote about like when you're in when you're in the wound, like you can't really, you can't help other people. You're in the wound and you're yeah. trying to heal yourself. But once you're kind of like outside of that wound, you can start to be able to like share. You can start to be able to say like, oh, I've, I have went through that. I would like to share because I hope it helps you. And, um, and like in that window of time, I didn't feel like I, it was the right time for me to be able to share that we were going through that except for very, very close, intimate friends and family. But now I see it totally differently. I'm like, if like, we have just like grown and healed in insane ways that I'm sure you've seen couples heal in the same way. But, um, it's just like, I can't believe, I can't imagine if we hadn't have found that counselor and that experience, like, like, I don't know where we would be right now. And so I just find therapy to be so incredible that, like, when Ken's was like, oh my gosh, like, we want to have this Catholic therapist on, I was like, 100%, like, this is a perfect time to do it as well. Because, you know, the holiday season can bring about these stressors that shouldn't even be stressors. So, it, as also through our, our Catholic lens, I wonder, like, is that the enemy? Like, is that okay to call it like, that's the enemy kind of like attacking the family during this time that should be a joyful time. It should be a beautiful time, but there's these like little weird stressors that come up that shouldn't be there. And it's like, like Lisa, if you could lean into like, how do we fight those tiny little stressors day to day so we can really enter into this like joyful time? Mm-hmm.
2: I would say I would give two options. You either lean into it or you drop it. And you have to figure out which one is um, the right move and discern for you know yourself and your family individually. But take it hour by hour, activity by activity, and ask yourself if it's causing you distress, if it's pulling you from God. You either have to lean into stress that's inevitable and outside of your control, or you need to completely drop it altogether. And that could be you know what, I'm dropping Christmas cards this year, or I am dropping down two of the three devotionals that I chose. Um, and there are some things like this move that's really stressing me out and overwhelming me, but I have to lean into it. Mm -hmm. Um, and so choosing to either like kind of trimming the fat or really leaning into it and honing in on really virtues, um, more than anything this season and more than any, um, And I'm not against devotionals by any means, they're so helpful, I'm using one. So I think it's just so important, okay, what are these devotionals attempting to do though? It's really attempting to, um, you know, really make your relationship more fruitful with Christ and to increase, you know, your um, virtue. And other activities can do that as well, even ones that seemingly have nothing to do with Advent season, um, but that mean the most. Um, you know, in the world and on this earth and and to God and what he created us to be. So that's my simple answer is just either drop it or lean into it. Um, but either way, do it with conviction and do it with trust in your own discernment and, and trust in God.
1: I love that, Lisa. Thank you for making it simple for us and for our listeners, because that's what it is. It sounds like I don't know, we talked about this yesterday, Bridge to thy known self mm-hmm. be true. Like you have to look in. And it's so funny that we run to the stress sometimes. Guilty is charged, you know, I'm gonna do all the things and stress myself out, knowing I'll be stressed. When really taking a simple route and asking what is necessary and what is not and praying about it, it's just, it's almost easy, mm-hmm. but it's hard to do. So,
2: yeah. Absolutely. And I think that, you know, being realistic in your day to day, like remembering um, how you feel and what you believe, like if you find yourself listening to this podcast and nodding your head and feeling like, you know, I really need to drop some things. um, Don't even look at it on a big scale. Don't look at it like, well, should I be changing these jobs or should I be, um, you know, making this big change in my life, whatever the case is. Instead, you know, find really small ways to practice that habit of, of dropping it or leaning into it. And that could be like, I need to lean into these dishes and get them done or I need to drop the fact that, you know, my kitchen sink is overflowing and I'm just going to stare at my child for a mm-hmm. while and see what it feels mm-hmm. like to completely drop something mm-hmm. that um, previously felt so important to me just to see what it feels like. Wow. And I noticed that when I suggest to people to, to just to see what it feels like that seems safer to them, like an experiment as opposed to committing to anything, yeah. but then they find so mm. much relief and joy in it that it starts to become there habit. Oh, I love that.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you for the advice. And, and would you like to share anything about any programs you have or um, anything you want our listeners to know about you and your practice? Um,
2: yeah, besides what we said. Um, so the one thing I'll say is, and you mentioned it in the interview is, you know, although I only see, um, therapy, um, clients in Ohio and not soon I will be on maternity leave, but following my maternity leave, um, and depending on how productive I feel during those three months, um, there's a few things that I'm hoping to be able to offer to clients, um, or, you know, offer to followers, uh, in a different capacity, just to provide resources, um, and you know, kind of that spiritual guidance, and the intersect of faith and counseling, and just continue. You know, my blog. That you're more than welcome to explore that. Um, and I love it, love it when people reach out to me. And although I can't advise on Instagram, especially, mm-hmm. um, I can help kind of point people in the right direction. And I just kind of love hearing about people's goals and struggles and triumphs. And it's just like it's the best thing in the world. It gives me like energy throughout the day. But Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just just follow along. Be friends with me. Um, engage with me. I I love it.
0: Lisa, where can they find you um, on Instagram?
2: So my Instagram is the Catholic Therapist, all one word, and I have a website that's linked within that. But if you don't have Instagram, it's the Catholic Therapist dot org. Um, and on there, I kind of give a little bit about myself. I have a blog that touches on a wide range of um, topics, and I also have guests people come in, so you're not just getting it from one brain. It's a diverse Um, You know, um, group of people and backgrounds. Mm -hmm. And I also have a resources page that I need to update a little bit more this month, but um, with books that I suggest to read for, um, you know, a variety of different things, as well as links to be able to find a therapist that's right Mm -hmm. for you, whether that they're Catholic, they're Christian Um, a good licensed therapist in your state since I can only see people in Ohio so if you are in Ohio I would love to have you as a client in April (laughs) but until then um, that'll be when I come back from maternity leave but until then I'm just kind of there to help support and provide, Mm -hmm. um, content
0: and help point you in the right direction. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Lisa, for being with us and for sharing your heart. Um, and, and just as a last note for anybody listening, who's like on the fence about therapy, like what is one thing that you would share to someone who might feel like they're struggling, but they are like, I, you know, I don't need therapy yet. Like, what would you, what would you say to that person?
2: I would say that you can make that decision after you've been to therapy maybe a time or two Mm -hmm. and to remember that your therapist is also a a human being too. And you know, we get nervous before the first session Um, and especially with virtual. um, And I've got videos on my feed of like sample ones and I'll continue to put stuff out just so that people can lay their eyes on what therapy might look like to make them a little bit more comfortable. Um, and to just, that's an opportunity to lean in for sure. Um, and just to be trusting and, and just try it out without committing to anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, and if you're not ready, you might not be ready and that's okay. You can come back to it. Um, but to still seek help in some capacity, um, and, and seek that kind of social support, especially if you're lacking that, um, in other areas as we're seeing today,
1: this year, for sure.
0: Absolutely. Wow.
1: That's Awesome. Thank you so much, Lisa, for everything. Um, and if you guys want to reach out to her, you have all of her info. We'll link it in the show notes. And happy Advent, Lisa. I hope you have a wonderful holiday and a thank great you. So.
0: Thank you. If you guys would like to make some beautiful Christmas purchases for friends and family, the Catholic Company has generously given our listeners a discount code for fifteen percent off. So at checkout, you can use Unraveled Podcast to get your next gift with a little discount. Also, the holidays are a perfect time to take a little extra moment to give your favorite content creators a shout out on social media or to leave a five-star review. If you guys like this episode, please give us a shout out, whether it be on social media or on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. We so appreciate it.
1: Thanks for listening to this episode of Unravel Podcast. Stay connected with us over on Instagram at Unraveled Podcast or on Spotify at The Unraveled Podcast.